0: It's not just good conversation. It's your voice on the weekends. Weekends with Kenny Ramire on News Radio KLBJ. I've
1: been listening to the show and I really appreciate your comments.
2: I say you're a moron for calling people names. I'm a fan.
3: Thanks for being. Baron balance. you really are man thank you
2: come on talk to me oh.
3: everyone good afternoon there is a lot going on this afternoon here on news radio KLbj you just heard Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is out of the presidential race the announcement came on Twitter X just a couple of hours ago as some polls are showing that Nikki Haley is actually closing the gap with former President Trump's lead there in New Hampshire we'll have all the latest on that for you this afternoon, right here on KLBJ, your first opportunity to react to this breaking news. From just a couple of hours ago, DeSantis is out. Around the world, some US soldiers have been injured in an attack on an Iraqi air base. We'll have the latest on that for you on KLBJ. As the Washington Post reports, the Biden administration is preparing for, get this, an extended campaign Against the Houthi rebels. We'll give you the latest developments there as well on KLBJ and some more local officials this weekend expressing their displeasure over former APD Chief Art Acevedo getting a new job here in Austin. Pathetic, but somewhat predictable. And we'll have that for you as well. So that's just some of the big news developments here on a Sunday afternoon. On news radio klbj kenny Romeyer with you live and local this afternoon we're going to start with the breaking news from a couple of hours ago the florida governor ron desantis took to twitter x and said
4: he's out accordingly i am today suspending my campaign i'm proud to have delivered on 100 of my promises and i will not stop now
3: and in the same message, he went on to endorse former President Donald Trump.
4: It's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. They watch his presidency get stymied by relentless resistance, and they see Democrats using lawfare this day to attack him. While well, I've had disagreements with Donald Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear.
3: And so what do you make of that? There it is, short and sweet. He's out, he's endorsing Trump, and he says he's headed back to Florida to do a good job as governor there. The Washington Post reports that discussions about DeSantis potentially dropping out began last week. The governor reportedly told donors and allies that he had enough money to get through South Carolina, but senior staffers didn't see a path to victory for DeSantis. DeSantis reportedly told one advisor last week that he was resigned, that he would probably lose, but he just wasn't ready to pull the cord just yet. He'd had over $100 million in his campaign war chest. Not sure how much of that he's burned through. He was scheduled to be on CNN this morning and on NBC's Meet the Press. Those... Appearances were canceled, which started the speculation churning earlier today. And and so there you have it. And so is he in the on-deck circle as a potential to be Trump's vice presidential pick if everything goes that way? Or is he going to keep his powder dry and maybe uh, just be out there laying in wait for 20 28 right your thoughts 512 836 0590 you can give us a call or you can send us a text here on KLBJ former president Trump yesterday said that his pick for vice president has has pretty much been made and he said that people are quote not going to be that surprised in quote as he makes his choice known he said uh, the person i think i like is a very good person Pretty standard. He says, I I think people won't be that surprised. So what do you make of these late-breaking developments here this afternoon on KLBJ? By the way, Trump said that he would not choose Nikki Haley as his running mate. And uh, I think she's said that she'd rather not be number two anyway. Trump said she was not presidential timber. And yeah, she ruled out serving as his running mate during a stop at an Amherst diner earlier this weekend. 512-836-0590 here on KLBJ. We are just getting started, and your first opportunity to uh, tell us what you think. I mean, come on, this was really, it was just a matter of time, right? I mean, the guy was all in in Iowa, came up short there in a big way. Really tough to recover from that, especially as he was, going to be a virtual no-show in New Hampshire. He said he was on to South Carolina, but getting very little buzz there, and the speculation was as he was making the rounds in South Carolina, saw the lack of enthusiasm, knew he was just running on fumes at this point, and went ahead and, and pulled the plug, thinking better to get out now. Don't suffer another humiliating defeat in New Hampshire, where he was only polling about maybe, uh, you know, anywhere between two to 6%, depending on which poll you look at. And so he's out. What do you make of it? 512-836-0590 here on KLBJ. Let's go to uh, Brian to start us off on KLBJ. Hello, Brian.
5: Hey, good afternoon. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't surprised after uh, Trump's blowing everybody out in Iowa and you know, just the momentum he has. I, I think Ron's pretty smart guy. He should take that money and save it for his uh, 2028 20, when uh, he's possibly going to run again, keep that war chest money as much as he could. And You know, just really, he came to the realization that Trump's just not going to get stopped. And I think uh, his VP choice is going to be uh, mommy and I, I I really think that that's going to be a strong combination. I, I, I can't see them getting beaten in any debates, that's for sure. If uh, Biden Kamala would have the uh, the guts to even try to do that, uh, I don't think they will. I think they'll um, do everything they can to uh, keep from having debates. And I think it's going to be Trump uh, hopefully uh, not being cheated out of the White House.
3: So, Brian, I'm interested in your thoughts about Ramaswamy because there's a lot of names on the potential shortlist. Who knows if any of these are are the ones that Trump has in mind. Everybody from the Congresswoman from New York, Stefanik, of course, the South Dakota governor, Kristi Noem. Um, I mean, a lot of names that have been thrown out there. Why do you think Vivek Ramaswamy is the number two guy?
5: I think he's gonna bring the youth vote. I think he's gonna bring uh, a lot of the, I would say, uh, younger generation to, to the campaign. Yeah, that, that's my opinion. Uh, I, and I think that there's, there's a lot of people that liked what he had to say. You know, that he was, he was on target with a lot of things that people were, you know, fed up with and he'd make a solid second, uh, choice. Um, I, I don't think that, uh, some of the other professional politicians are going to go stand next to Trump. Uh, they, I, I think they see that as a kiss of death. And, uh, you know, I'd, they've got to do something because this border i mean some of the things that you know just continue to go on there's there's no doubt in my mind that this president is destroying our country on purpose i don't understand it i still don't understand how you know the republicans and anybody else up there can sit back and watch this happen it's discouraging it's, it's alarming uh, just to the mere fact of what they do with these children, or we don't know what they do with these children, the amount of drugs coming across the border. It's the terrorists that are potentially coming across this border and what they're going to do because they don't care.
3: Yeah, you're right, Brian, about uh, a lot of your points there. A lot of reasons reasons to be discouraged, and I, I appreciate you chiming in this afternoon and starting us off. I will grant you this. I don't know if it's Ramaswamy, But it would be fascinating to see him go up in a one-on-one debate against our current vice president. That would be must-see TV for sure. 512-836-0590. Just getting started here this afternoon. You can give us a call or send us a text right here. On KLBJ. And Kenny Rahmeyer back with you here on a Sunday afternoon live and local on News Radio KLBJ, giving you your first opportunity to react to the breaking news. Happened a couple of hours ago. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says he's out of uh, the presidential campaign.
4: Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. I'm proud to have delivered on 100% of my promises. And I will not stop now
3: Five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Give us a call or send us a text here on KLBJ. sis calling in from North Austin on KLBJ. Hi:
2: Hi. Um, I just wanted to, to let everybody know. I thought Vivek was great too until I found out he wasn't an entrepreneur. he's not a businessman. he's a pharma investor, and so um, if you look at the companies uh, like Tekamura. Um, that has to do with the vaccine. It has patents. So people need to look at the companies he's been dealing with. Uh, he needs to, he need to get reports from the SEC to show what they have on him and all that stuff, because all he is is an investor. So he's not a businessman. Anyway. Well,
3: let's hold on there. Is this, there's, there's lots of ways to make money. Are you opposed to making money that way in our capitalistic uh, free enterprise system today?
2: No, there's nothing wrong with investor making the money. But if a company is worth $5 million and you get paid $10 million, there's something wrong with that.
3: Okay, well, let's move on so, to the DeSantis news today. That's the big news of the afternoon. What do you make of DeSantis dropping out today?
2: I think it's smart. I think it's very smart. How so? Um, because Trump's going to get it. And everybody knows Trump's going to get it. The only thing I sort of worry about is if they do something to Trump, it would be good that he was second in line because Haley, um, a lot of her investors, like uh, Stand Up America and all that, they're all Democratic investors. And so that really has me worried.
3: Are you of uh, any thoughts on uh, DeSantis as a VP pick, or do you think he's going to uh, wait his turn for later on?
2: No, he needs to wait his, wait his turn, and he needs to stick with his state and make sure his state is safe and help other states be safe.
3: Good to hear from you, sis. Thanks for chiming in. He did in his comments today on Twitter on X. After he said he was out and after he said he endorsed Trump, he did uh, comment briefly about what's next for
4: him. While this campaign has ended, the mission continues. Down here in Florida, we will continue to show the country how to lead.
3: It's hard to believe that that Trump would pick DeSantis. You know, a lot of times you make those VP picks for a strategic reason. You got to figure Trump's surely thinking he's got Florida locked up. So, so where's the strategic advantage of a DeSantis unless you buy into he's the heir apparent, he's the one everybody's gonna glom onto anyway. And so giving him four years as VP, if that's the winning ticket, would give him a leg up on the campaign, certainly going into 2028. But I'm guessing that's not the way Trump's thinking at this point, I could be wrong. 512-836-0590. Give us a call or send us a text. Let us know what your thoughts are about this breaking news this afternoon. I got to be sure and mention this because I've certainly spent a fair amount of time harping on the, the challenges that I believe this country faces with President Joe Biden in the Oval Office with respect to his cognitive skills, his cognitive ability. And so the former president had a little slip up on the campaign trail this weekend, and both the Biden team and Trump's opponents are, are jumping all over that. Here's a, a little bit of, of what happened here. This was of the former president at one of his big rallies, and he appeared to mix up Nikki Haley with Nancy Pelosi. Here's, uh, here's how that went down.
1: By the way, they never report the crowd on January 6th. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, you know, they, did you know they destroyed all of the information, all of the evidence, everything, deleted and destroyed all of it, all of it, because of lots of things. Like Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people, soldiers, National guards, so whatever they want. They turned it down. They don't want to talk about that.
3: So regardless of what side you're on, I think comments like that ought to give you pause because here's the thing, he didn't catch it. He didn't catch it the first time. He didn't catch it the second time. He just saw one of his typical rambling rants, streaming consciousness. You would think he might've thought, oh, wait a minute. I didn't mean Haley, I meant Pelosi, but he just kept plowing ahead. Not a good look. Not a good look for him at age 77. And I said both the Biden campaign, I'll get to that in a moment. Nikki Haley certainly jumped all over it and reacted to that. Here she is on uh, Sunday's uh, CBS Phase the Nation about those comments. Nikki Haley.
0: If you look recently, there have been multiple things. I mean, he claimed that Joe Biden was going to get us into World War II. I'm assuming he meant World War Three. He said that he ran against President Obama. He never ran against President Obama. He says that I'm the one that kept security from, from the Capitol on January 6th. I was nowhere near the Capitol on January 6th.
3: Okay. It's a, it's a major slip up. Not a good look for him. And, of course, he fires back. He was in Manchester, New Hampshire and, and said, look, my mind is stronger now than it was 25 years ago. And he went on to say, and we've heard this one before, a few months ago, I took a cognitive test. My doctor gave me and I aced it. All right, well, he told us that when he was in the White House, right? We'd love to see the results of that, sir. We'd love to see the results of a cognitive test for Biden as well. We'll never see that, sadly, We'd like to see that, like to see that level of detail. It's not gonna happen. And so maybe he can gloss over this. Maybe he can move on. It's gonna come back to haunt him and he needs to work on not having it happen again. He might be able to to keep it from happening again. I don't get the sense that he's in as bad a shape cognitively as the President of the United States. I think the President of the United States is clueless on any given day for the most part. He has his moments, but we've all seen what we've seen. I'm no doctor, I'm just an American taxpayer, I'm just a voter like the rest of you. Taking a look at what I see day to day, my observations, and it cannot be encouraging when you see how Biden is out in front of the cameras And that. Trump had a major slip, we'll see if he can gloss over it and move on. It's not good for his campaign. One of the things I want to come back to here, as we're talking about Nikki Haley, I've got a, I've got a slew of the latest poll results. And, and I'll get to those here in just a moment, just because New Hampshire is only a couple of days away. And just give you a sense for what's happening on the ground there, because a lot of polling data is out there at this point. I mentioned the top of the show, she's closing the gap on Trump in one poll, she's as close as, as two points. They're in New Hampshire. But here's the thing, I alluded to it last weekend and said this is the one I think we gotta watch out for here because Nikki Haley says she's not gonna be Trump's VP. She says she's in it to win it. She's not gonna drop out all of that stuff, right? But as I pointed out last weekend, you gotta take a look at some of the demographics that are out there that are supporting her, and I'll get to that in the polling date in a moment. It's, it's a, a, a mixed bag, not only of Republicans, but independents, some Democrats and that. I'm just thinking it's got some people licking their chops thinking, you know, she might do pretty well in the general election against Trump. She might be that person that could straddle the fence and, and maybe pull together a critical mass. I'm not convinced of that at this point. We'll see how the numbers roll up here in New Hampshire, how much support she gets that's non-Republican. But I saw this just a couple of days ago, the third party no labels group has said that they would seriously consider Nikki Haley as a candidate for that unity ticket if she doesn't get the Republican nomination. This is uh, the former Senator, Joe Lieberman, who's the founding chairman of No Labels. And he said they haven't made a decision yet on whether to run a ticket. If they do, it would be around the Super Tuesday timeframe, March 5th, when they'll have a a better idea kind of how things are shaping up. And uh, a lot of primaries, of course, around that Super Tuesday timeframe. Democratic strategist James Carville is very famous back during the Bill Clinton days of course but he's still out there and he's he's talking anytime he gets a chance and I can't say exactly what he said but he said if there's a third party candidate in the race it's going to get a lot of blanking votes a lot of blanking votes he said I think he's got a pretty good sense for that we know the polls show there's a lot of people dissatisfied with Trump dissatisfied with Biden they're looking for someplace else to go. Does she have the star power? Does she have the snap? Does she have all the right ingredients that enough people would glom onto her campaign and she could truly make it competitive? Those are all big unknowns, but I'm just saying, I, I, I think you got to keep that out there and see where that goes. The, the Haley campaign announced yesterday that they're making a $4 million ad buy for TV, radio, and digital advertising in South Carolina. And that's going to begin the day after the New Hampshire primary. She has some people backing her, some big money people. They haven't bailed out yet. You got to figure that was part of DeSantis' calculation. He really started, even though he'd amassed a tremendous amount of money, you got to figure he was starting to lose steam. And a lot of his big money people were, were saying, you know what, Ron, I, I don't think it's going to happen this time. So a lot of things up in the air here on a Sunday afternoon. The big news, DeSantis is out. He made that announcement uh, just about two and a half hours ago. He has endorsed former President Trump, and the New Hampshire primary is only a couple of days away. We'll talk more about that and a whole lot more. You can give us a call, send us a text right here on News Radio KLBJ, quick news break coming up. Kenny Romeyer back with you here on a Sunday afternoon, live and local on News Radio KLBJ. With that breaking news, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis drops out of the presidential race. Happened just uh, about two and a half hours ago. He's endorsed former President Trump, and now it's Haley v. Trump in New Hampshire. Latest on the poll numbers there in just a moment. I I got to point this out. You know, uh, I, I mentioned in the first part of the program that. Trump had a little uh, memory lapse there on the campaign trail. I'll, I'll play it for you again, just in case you missed it. He he mistakenly was uh, talking about uh, Nikki Haley and Nancy Pelosi.
1: By the way, they never report the crowd on January 6th. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, you know, they did. You know, they destroyed all of the information, all of the evidence, everything deleted and destroyed all of it, all of it because of lots of things. Like Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people, soldiers, National Guard, whatever they want, they turned it down. They don't want to talk about that.
3: Okay, well, you got to catch that, sir. You got to catch that mistake. You made it multiple times there over the course of 30 seconds. So what's fascinating to me, the Biden campaign immediately jumps on that, on, on Twitter X, right, called out Trump. After Trump mixing up Nikki Haley and Nancy Pelosi, and I'm thinking, what's the old saying about not throwing stones if you live in glass houses? Are you kidding me? you think you think the Biden team thinks they're gonna they're really gonna have a play on that front. When this is all said and done, and it's Biden against somebody, presumably Trump at this point. The Trump campaign, could very easily run a montage of Biden's boo-boos and blunders. Over the last few years or so, it would be an hour-long infomercial. It would be back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. It would go on and on. Are you kidding? Does the Biden team really wanna go there? So the issue came up on ABC's This Week program. Of course, Biden's not out there. He's got all his surrogates. This is the principal deputy campaign manager Quentin Foulkes, who was on with Martha Raddatz, the moderator, and the issue of age came up. And and here's a little bit of how Quentin Foulkes addressed that issue.
4: I think that our our opponents are hammering that out because they have no platform or nothing else to think about. I, I'm sure it's much easier for them to talk about age than it is to talk about the fact that they want to rip away a woman's right to choose or take away reproductive freedom uh, from a third of women across this country. This election is not going to be about age. This election is about freedom and democracy and the fact that Democrats under President Biden's leadership believe that people deserve more freedom, uh, not less, and Republicans want to roll that back and rip it away.
3: Yeah, well, the latest ABC News Ipsos poll, sir, showed respondents don't think Biden's got the mental sharpness to be president to the tune of 69%. That's up from just 43% a couple of years ago. I mean, give me a break. Almost 70% of people don't think he's got the cognitive ability and you're saying it's not an issue. Easy for you to try to explain it away. I don't think it's gonna be that easy. It shouldn't be that easy. We shouldn't let the Biden team or the Trump team, for that matter, explain this stuff away. This is the future of America, the future of the free world. You got to have somebody in the Oval Office who knows what they're doing. 512-836-0590 here on KLBJ. Meantime, the Biden campaign, I guess, thought it was a great idea to put a little picture out there on Twitter X playing up what was called America's Dream Team. This is a picture of Biden, the First Lady, the Vice President, and her husband standing in front of one of the White House doorways. And the caption was is sharing this picture to commemorate the three years to the day that Biden and Vice President Harris were inaugurated, a day some of us would like to forget. We like to forget the last three years or so. Impossible, I heard somebody say, this is not a dream team, it's a nightmare. His approval ratings are hitting record lows, only about a third in the same ABC News Ipsos poll say that they approve his job performance. Well, you try to put perfume on the pig any way you can, right? 512-836-0590. Some quick polling data ahead of the New Hampshire primary. This one, American Research Group, Haley, 44%, Trump, 46%. Maybe that's an outlier. A lot of the other polls show him with much bigger leads than that, but this was just uh, some latest uh, polling data taken uh, in the last few days or so. Sample dates, 18th through the 20th. A CNN University of New Hampshire poll shows Haley with 39% compared to Trump's 50%. That's more in line with a lot of the polling data that we've seen so far. Here's when I get back to keep in mind Nikki Haley as a potential third party runner. Just listen to some of these numbers. Roughly 40% of New Hampshire voters are unaffiliated. Reports are the majority of those unaffiliated voters in New Hampshire planning to back Nikki Haley. She's expected to pull in some Democrats who are turned independents. or just skipping the Democrat primary. And as I mentioned, Haley has gained ground in New Hampshire there so far. Four in ten New Hampshire voters are independents. That number is fairly consistent with some of the latest Pew research data, talking about 20-some percent Republicans, 20-some percent Democrats, the rest, Independents, if you believe any of the polling data, 10 and a half months away from Election Day here. ABC News Ipsos poll, I've been referencing that one. 75% of Republicans would be satisfied with Trump as the Republican presidential pick. Trump also has higher favorability ratings than Haley. Seventy-two percent say they have a favorable view of of Trump. Forty-nine percent for Haley. Now, here's a, as we're just ahead of the New Hampshire primary. Here, forty-three percent of those who support Haley said they would vote for Biden over Trump in a general election. That's what's got to look appealing and and tempting for the no-labels crowd to think that she could draw those kind of numbers from those other than Republicans. Here's another one. Haley holds a three-point lead over Biden in a hypothetical general election matchup in New Hampshire. This is the Marist, New Hampshire poll. Haley leading Biden 47% to 44%. That's margin of error stuff, but still something that she'll point to. Then if you get into a hypothetical three-way race between Biden-Trump and, let's say, RFK Jr., it shows Biden narrowly beating Trump, 44% to 41%, Kennedy receiving 12%. So if you put Haley in that mix with a Kennedy and there's a couple of uh, you know so-called independents, where does that leave it? A mixed bag at best, right? CBS News YouGov poll shows Haley beating Biden by eight percentage points. Here's a Wall Street Journal poll from last month. Shows Haley beating Biden by 17 points in a hypothetical matchup. Much more than Trump uh, by just four points. And then how about this? You think, oh, well, Trump's got that, uh, got that rural vote. Right, rural America came in strong for Trump in in 2016. A Colby College poll found 64% of rural voters say they plan to vote in November for Trump. That's got to be good news to him. Of course, we know a lot of the big cities don't go for him, but if he could uh, garner a lot of that support in rural America, that would surely help him. And then ahead of the New Hampshire primaries here, just mentioned that DeSantis has endorsed Trump. Okay, that was a big one. How about these endorsements for Haley? Which is better? Here's the New Hampshire Union Leader newspaper. Their Sunday edition endorsed Nikki Haley. That's influential probably there in New Hampshire. Beyond that, not much. But then how about these two blockbusters? Judge Judy used to have a, a TV show of some kind, right, for so many years, so popular. She endorsed Nikki Haley. That one may be better than the former Arkansas governor, Asa Hutchinson, who also endorsed Nikki Haley. At least some people know who Judge Judy is. Hutchinson endorsing Nikki Haley. Most people are saying, who is that? 512-836-0590 here. KLBJ, so a good dose of presidential politics for you there this afternoon with the breaking news. We've got lots more news to get to. I got to get to these latest developments out of the Mideast. American soldiers injured now and Iran-backed militants who attacked an Iraqi air base. What's the Biden administration going to do in response to this? Washington Post reports the Biden administration is hunkering down for an extended campaign against the Houthis. Really? And then we got to comment a little bit about some of the, the reaction that continued over the weekend of that breaking news Friday afternoon that uh, the city of Austin has hired Art Acevedo again. All that coming up here on KLBJ. Kenny Rommeyer back with you here on a Sunday afternoon on News Radio KLBJ. Thanks for being with us live and local for you. Always good to be with you on the weekends. I've, before we leave presidential politics, just one more thought. I, I saw this story right before the weekend. Uh, that Trump was on Hannity. What do you know? CNN was having a town hall with Nikki Haley. What a coincidence. Fox found a way to shoehorn Trump into the lineup with his uh, regular shill on Fox News, Sean Hannity. Unwatchable for me for the most part. In any event... Trump was on that program and he was talking about the New Hampshire primary and how there's going to be people crossing over to vote and all the rest. Well, the Fox and Friends the following morning fact-checked Trump on a point that he made about who was actually going to be voting in that primary. Well, Trump didn't like that at all and fires back on True Social about uh, the rhino Steve Ducey and Fox and Friends suffering mightily from a lack of interest and ratings decline, and uh, said he was wrong on Democrats voting in New Hampshire primary. They're so anxious to go against me, they fell into the proverbial Trump trap, just like the others do. Blah blah blah. Right. So he's so he's so sensitive when he's fact checked, especially when the facts are right and he's wrong. So it just got me thinking. This point I've made before about debates. I still wonder if we'll have any at all in this presidential campaign. That would be very sad and unfortunate if we don't. If, if Biden's the one, I don't see how he's ever going to get on stage against Trump or anybody else for an extended amount of time in a regular format debate. I just don't see how he's going to carry that once, much less uh, three or four times, which is what they kind of been talking about, traditionally doing to have several debates in a presidential cycle. In any event, my thought would be this, have some debates, no audience, and it would be a fact check format. Look, we've got the capability, you kidding? With the tremendous amounts of artificial intelligence programs that are out there today, the computing power, the massive computing power we have today, it would be doable to say have 15 or 20 minutes of Q&A with a moderator and then take a brief commercial break in which time all the, the computer crunchers would be scrutinizing every word that was said by the candidates and then come back and say, okay, Mr. Candidate or Ms. Candidate, you said this, this, and this. Those statements were factually incorrect. Here's the truth, boom, boom, boom. Now, would you like to respond to that? Would you like to correct The record, would you like to defend your answers, right? Why not give the American people, the public, the voters, the truth? Go beyond the talking points and the applause lines. Have a a substantive, accurate, It'd be very sanitized, it'd be very structured, it'd probably put a lot of people to sleep, but it's only the future of the free world and our country for that matter. Is it not worth that? We've got the technology, why not do it? and then repeat that 15, 20-minute segments over the course of 90 minutes, two hours, whatever the public could endure. But fact check it every step of the way. Put the candidates on the dime. Don't let them get away with the same old bromides and 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 the bumper sticker lines and all that stuff. Drill down on them. Force them to defend why they're lying to the American people or why they're incorrect or why they think they're accurate, but they're really not. Bring it all out. We've got the technology. Why not do that? Just a thought. 512-836-0590, if you have a thought on that. So, you know, you hear the kind of comments, oh, no, not him again. You think, oh, they're talking about Trump? No, they're talking about Art Acevedo coming back for a, a position, a newly created city position. You heard the news, right? It broke Friday afternoon, and our, our celebrity of Mark, Ed, and Melinda, they all talked about it here on KLBJ all afternoon with you. But already some reactions had started to come out that afternoon from so many of those on city council, for example. I think Mackenzie Kelly, a council member, was the only one that came out in favor of this move. Good for her. So many of the other so-called city leaders came out in opposition of Acevedo having anything to do with our city government. And then jumping on that bandwagon over the weekend was a Travis County DA, Jose Garza and other leaders. And so you can go out and take a look at the, the very lengthy statement that he issued and the little presser that he had. I'm just saying, what a pathetic display. How predictable that all these losers would say, bring an Acevedo into the fold to help with relations with our police was, is not a good move. I applaud the interim city manager for making this move. You may not agree that Acevedo's the perfect candidate to try to get in and, and make a difference with our relations with APD, but at least somebody in city leadership in this town has public safety as a priority and is trying to do something important about that. So let all these other losers whine and moan and complain. Appreciate the team effort there, right? Good to know Acevedo's going to go in swimming upstream every step of the way. He's probably totally okay with that. You're making over $250,000. I'm sure you can manage. But how, what, a, what a pathetic display from our so-called city leadership that they're just piling on, whining, complaining, moaning about all this. Let's give him a chance and see how it works out. How about that? Is that is that a school of thought here? 512-836-0590. Scott's calling in on KLBJ. Hello, Scott. Hey Kenny.
0: Good afternoon, sir. Hi. Hey, just uh, I heard your format that you were proposing for the debates, and you know theoretically that'd yeah, be great if that's how it would work. But just seeing how pugnacious and salty that Trump can be, and even our other candidates in our current political climate, yeah, it just seems like we're going to go in circles, point the finger at uh, blaming people and saying, no, you're, you you fact check me and you're wrong. And I can see them saying, this is the media, this is how you treat it. And we'll never get right down to it. So yeah, no audience and having some fact check stuff. I just feel like we'd be spinning our wheels and probably not getting anywhere in our debates. That, I, finger pointing.
3: It would be, it would be something new. I think it's worth a try. I think, you know, we've had all these debates over all these many years and it's so predictable, right? When, when they get on stage and they throw out their applause lines and everybody whoops and hollers and fist pumps and everything. Do away with all that. Zero in on the substance. And, and you, let, you put the facts up on the screen and say, Mr. Trump, Mr. Biden, Ms. Haley, whomever it is, here's the facts. They're irrefutable. Say what you want. That's not fake news. Either defend it or acknowledge that you're wrong and we'll move on. I, I I grant you it would be different. It would be something new. It might be unwieldy. I'd like to see him give it a try.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with you either on it. I mean, it, it would be really great for that to actually happen. I've seen too many debate formats that are out there now where moderators will ask questions and there's no follow-up afterwards. Oftentimes I'll see too many softball questions come up. And then moderators just won't go in for the kill on the really big questions that come up. And you, you can just see them. You're so right. Tasting their t- exactly. And and I do welcome a new change to this, but I doubt we'd even get anybody on the stage to do it. Um,
3: <laughs> well, you're you're probably right about that, too. If you were to propose the format that I just suggested, you would probably guarantee no takers, right? Agreed. Sadly. Agreed. Thanks, Scott. Good to hear from you on KLBJ. i got to get to this important news here. This afternoon over from the Mideast, several U.S. troops are being evaluated. Some have been injured, and an Iraqi airbase was hit by a barrage of rockets and, and uh, missiles from an Iran-backed militant group. That, according to CENTCOM, this attack happened around 9.30 last night, Austin time, at the Al-Assad Airbase there in Iraq, And the defense systems intercepted most, not all of the missiles, a number of personnel undergoing evaluation for traumatic brain injuries. At least one Iraqi service member was wounded. That's the 144th attack on U.S. troops in Iraq and Syria, one of the largest so far. And I'm asking the Biden administration, Mr. President, sir, how many attacks are you going to tolerate? How many Hundreds of attacks are you gonna to, uh, tolerate on our troops before you do anything decisive? I know I'm 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 dreaming here from the guy who whispers softly and carries no stick. That's his foreign policy mantra. Whisper softly and carry no stick. Related to this, recent intel gathered by the US and other Western countries say that these Iran backed Houthi rebels are looking for more weapons from Iran. The intel indicated the group's going to try to attack Western forces in the region beyond what they've already done. It's reported that commanders from Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps and Lebanon's Hezbollah group are on the ground in Yemen, helping direct and oversee these Houthi attacks on the shipping lanes there in the Red Sea and now get this from the washington post here's the headline as houthis vow to fight on u.s prepares for a sustained campaign what does that mean you read the article the administration's crafting plans for a sustained military campaign targeting the houthis in yemen after 10 days the strikes have failed to halt the attacks on the maritime commerce there in the red sea and the suez canal administration officials described their strategy in Yemen as an effort to erode the Houthis' high-level military capability enough to curtail their ability to target the shipping in the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden. Have you ever heard a shock and awe, Mr. President? You gonna just jack around with these guys time after time after time? Biden said this weekend he's acknowledged the strikes hadn't failed to discourage the Houthi leaders so far. Officials say they don't expect this operation is going to stretch on for years like Iraq, Afghanistan, or Syria. At the same time, they say they can't identify no end date. And I get it. I've read about the challenge. These guys are moving their weaponry around. It's a lot of mobile stuff and that. not saying it'd be easy, but we're going to let these guys just continue the kind of campaign they're waging against our troops and not do anything decisive about it. Meantime... A Biden advisor, Brett McGurk, is headed to Egypt and Qatar this coming week where U.S., Egypt, and officials from Qatar are pushing Israel and Hamas for some kind of peace deal. Israel's Netanyahu says no way. And so that's where we're going to have to leave it for this afternoon. Thanks a lot for being with us. radio KLBJ, thanks to Garrett and team for your help. The latest in news coming up next here on KLBJ.